Pickaxe. Extended Rest for the month of August is brought to you today by Patreon.com slash D-A-N-D-R. That's the place where you can get tons and tons and tons of extra content from us, and it helps us keep the lights on. It helps us do what we do every single month. Thank you so much for supporting us, and we really hope you enjoy today's show. Everybody out there, welcome to Extended Rest for the month of August. This is going to be a very loose edition of Extended Rest. One, because we're doing it on a weekend. It's a Saturday. We usually do these on a Friday. Uh, and two, because we're going to have people hop in and out and stuff because, uh, again, weekend, people have kids and lives and stuff. And uh, we're just a few days. Uh, we fly out on Wednesday. We're a few days away from Dragon Con. And I am nervous and excited. How are you guys feeling? Mm. <laughs> very calm. Very calm. Cozy. Yeah. No, I, uh, I, I'm enthusiastic, uh, with the, with the corollary that, um, I'm, I'm kind of introverted. So like halfway through the day, I'm probably gonna be like, okay, I'm going back to my place to take a nap. I'll see you guys tonight. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not gonna, I, I'm only going, I'm only spending one day at the con and halfway through that day, I'm going to be like, okay, I'm tagging out. I'll see you after intermission. Right. <laughs> I get Dude. that. Dude, I was talking about this with someone earlier today. I was like, I'm, I was more anxious about talking to someone on the phone last night than I was about doing this show because I love playing D and D, but talking on the phone is like a forced conversation to me. Mm. Well, yeah, I think um, like playing D and D live isn't going to be as much of a problem, right? Because there's going to be all those people in front of us, but we're going to be focused on the game, right? Like there's all this. Um, what I want to say, there's all these prompts, right? So you'll have to be paying attention to the prompts to play D&D, and then you won't have as much time to worry about the crowd. Yeah, exactly. I'm and they're all interested in what we're doing, so yeah. that's... And if they're not, uh, you know where the door is, get out of here. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, where, what are you doing here? Why, why are you here? <laughs> just kind of getting away from the weather, maybe? They just want an air-conditioned room? <laughs> watch some D&D. That's also possible. Ooh, and we need to hook the price these people in. Pay. Oh, gosh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Who are these schmucks? I'm just... <laughs> um, speaking of which, I'm Jason. Uh, I'm usually the dun ma- uh, dungeon master, but the dumb master. I keep doing. It. <laughs> I am just going. Uh, to... We were all thinking it though. You know? I Freudian slip. I quit. You know what? This is, this is the day. I quit. Uh, Certainly not the dungeon master. If uh, if our edition has anything to, uh, to I um... I'm not good at. I'm not good. At <laughs> Um, but let's go around the table here and introduce everybody. Uh, Xavier, you're, you you have to go soon. So let's start with you. Oh, Hey, how's it going? I'm Xavier. I play Donovan vice on group a normally, and I don't think, uh, one of our, uh, groups uh, episode came out this month. So how y'all doing? It did not sadly, (laughs) uh, but we are kicking off next month with, uh, with the group a back with the regular order. Yeah. Yeah. Doing it going to be good. Uh, and uh, Susan. Hey, I'm Susan. I play Madeline Riowin on Group A. And you may hear about a live show where I'm going to play, be playing Air Love Grimness next week. What? what? 
What? What? All right. I'll also be playing on the live show next week. That's true. <laughs> well, who are you going to be playing? Well, I will be playing the role of a, a one Mr. Edmund Page, who you may or may not have picked up on on Arc 1. As Mr. Page. As Mr. Page. Who, uh, well, I mean, the... Sorry, hit my mute button. Uh, the, <laughs> the, the, the jigs up. He was in life. Uh, he's well. He's still alive, but he was in Actoroness's life. His uh, manservant. He was his Alfred to his uh, Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll be hearing more from that guy. Uh, and Rob. Hey, I'm Rob. Uh, I play Ubo, the uh, half orc druid of the mountain, and by special appointment, the comeback tour begins for Malchus Grimness. Tiefling warlock. What? My brother. What? (laughs) I love you, Malchus. Who said that? (laughs) You did. You said that. (laughs) You're ruining radio. I I am your radio sister. I have to call you out on your bullshit. (laughs) Uh, And Jasper. Oh, hi. This is Jasper. Uh, I play Merrick Ethelred in uh, Group C and will also be playing at Dragon Con as uh, Kendara Theta, um, a, a, a very killy rogue. Uh, and Bree. And Bree. I think you muted, Bree. She left us. Okay, I was I was go. not muted, but can you hear me now? Yes. 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 Then whatever. <laughs> You're double muted. Hi there. I'm Brianna. I play Clara Earth Dale on Group C, and next weekend I will be playing Ember on the live session. And officially, finally. Uh, let's all welcome Ryan to Dungeons and Randomness. He made his debut Yay. this month. Uh, I feel like he's been waiting in the wings for half a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I play Varys Alder, the half-elf noob, according to the wiki right now. <laughs> nice. Is that what it says, really? <laughs> yes, that's what it says. <laughs> I'm going to check this out to verify. Someone needs to get in there and change that to half-elf intern, I swear. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's good. (laughs) You laugh, but the character introduction is essentially like... Yeah, yeah. it's like, I want to be an adventurer. Where do I start? Like that type of... (laughs) I I need five years of experience in a (laughs) mentor position, but... (laughs) Oh, my God. Let's... So here's what we're going to do today. Normally, we delve really deep into episodes... Um, and we have uh, a group B and a couple of group C's. What we're going to do is we're going to kind of skim over the surface and dig into a couple of big bullet points. And then we're going to talk about uh, the stinger that appeared in episode 44 and uh, how that parlays into drag, uh, Dragon Con and what we're all expecting and maybe get some uh, some listener on on discord we had people going into conspiracy theories and what might happen and why and all that stuff so we might get that from our lovely chat this evening if they uh if if they would like to do that so how about we start with arc 2 episode 42 coming to terms um group b is off the off the road for a while they we got a beep we got a chimey thing i don't know what that is that's me i'm playing with bits oh we got bits. bits 
Someone's yes. making it rain, Jason. We got. Oh, okay, thank you for your what? bits. No, you're welcome. <laughs> that sounds dirty. I just wanted to see the zombie run. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Always appreciate Xavier's bits. Um. So, thank you. Quick, someone follow us so we can see the I werewolves. Oh. There's a werewolf. If you follow. I don't know if anyone's going to follow. We'll just wait here until one of you follow us, bro. <laughs> I'm already subscribed. Should I unsubscribe and then no. resubscribe? <laughs> I don't think that works. I think they have something that keeps that from working because I've done that on other people's streams where it's like, I want to see the thingy again and then I'll oh, go to do it. it. And it won't work. <gasps> Brian. Oh, we got a Brian. sub. Oh, Brian, you, go. you did it. <laughs> Was there an animation for that? Usually. I don't think there's one for Twitch Prime because that didn't exist when I made the thing. Oh. I don't think. Oh, wasted Prime special enough. Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. Uh, group B is out of the divide. They had a rough go. Uh, group A is about to head into the divide. So we'll see how they do getting to Donhurst. But uh, they are, uh, groupies hanging out in Dern Hollow. They're, uh, catching up with, uh, uh, Lark was catching up with Ellen. Uh, in the last episode, <laughs> uh, Braylon racked up a tab of a hundred gold because he performed so poorly at the, uh, at, at, <laughs> at the tavern. Hey, there's the werewolf. And. Yay, to Sheik's. It was decided that uh, Tatiana, Braylon, and Callie were going to try and rob a brothel that was kind of suspected of uh, treating people poorly and stuff like that. So they kind of reasoned it away as, oh, this is fine. While they didn't get caught, they didn't get away with any cash. And there is there was someone in town who might be able to kind of rat them out. Like someone knows enough about them. So... Let's kick things off with uh, Braylon borrowing money from <laughs> Calden to pay off his tab, which is something he could have done to begin with and not rob a brothel. So we could have we could have we could have foregone a lot of complications, stuff like that. But I was actually really I was re really happy the group we tried uh, tried different stuff like that, because I think Tatiana was the first person to uh, try and perform some sort of like, uh, theft or, or, uh, like that city activity sneaking around and trying to steal things. So, okay. Can I be, can I be like the color? Cause, okay. Uh, it's, it's, it's no secret to some of you who've been here a long time that I'm bad at listening to the other groups. Like I know what happened in my group, but I don't know. So can I, can I just be like the, like I'm the uninformed audience member. I have Please. a question. All right. right so like, so like this is group B, right? Yes. Okay. How generally heroic is Group B? Like, are, are capers like an occasional thing, or are they just like like Captain Shenanigans and the Caper Crew? I wouldn't say Captain Shenanigans. I would say of the groups, Group B is probably the group that I would label as they gray. They, yeah, kind of gray. They're out there doing things in the world. They're generally good, uh, but they're trying to live their life and. In theory, if you're an adventure and uh, adventure and trying to live your life, that gets muddled. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I would say that uh, they're right there in the middle. If the needle is right between, you know, uh, let's 
let's rob people and let's help people. They are right there in the middle. They're, they they kind of reason it away as like, well, this guy's a bad guy. Let's steal from the bad guy. That type of thing. <laughs> Did you guys... Okay, I need to ask about this because this started appearing in behind the scenes. Group A and Group B have been taking subtle shots at each other a little bit. <laughs> have we? A tiny bit. We love each other, Jason. I, well, I'm not... <laughs> I, I don't want I don't want any animosity. I'm just asking, like, uh, is there like a is it like a hometown pride type thing? Like, because it's been mentioned that you guys could fight. That's the only reason I'm uh, bringing it up. Um, did they violate nature? Have they have they violated nature? Ubo would be down to fight. I wouldn't say they violated nature. Oh well, I mean, maybe I it's say, just recreational then. Right, N- nature probably has violated them more than than anything. <laughs> I I think that stems from arc one that, you know, you split group two down the middle and ah. half of group two is on group A and half That's of group true. two is on group B. Okay. So it's more like a friendly rivalry. Like, so like and, throwing tater tots at each other in the lunchroom type. Of yeah, yeah. kind of. Okay. And I know like just geographically, both groups are getting closer and closer to being at the same place, just at the same time. So I think there's a fun back and forth of going like, oh, well, I wonder if group A is going to like keep this like story hook going or like i i think i said at one point like well yeah. I, I guess they're a group b problem now yes yeah. that's or, kind of thing. That, yep. or, yeah. or i think i said that we're oh here we go again cleaning up their problems like yeah <laughs> it was very, I think that's where it stems from yeah, yeah. it was very <laughs> playful this wasn't um this was mostly alex i think <laughs> yeah because yeah. it's fun to know that they're in the past still and like yes. we're we're entering the area where they were in the past real soon. Yes. So I think that's what we're excited for to like see the damage or, or <laughs> lack thereof. So Rob, as a listener, Xavier sure. and I were on the group with three of the members of group B. So <laughs> well, it's uh we're very much going, Oh my God, why are you guys screwing everything up for us? And we have to fix it. I gotcha. I gotcha. And so there's, James there's too. Somewhere- there's some more history between you and them than there is with me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And like the, the quest we're on, the Donhurst thing of like the empty city with the, the undead and everything, like that's that, that was their, their, their main story for a while. So mm, it's also okay. fun to okay. pin that on them. Yes. I'm, I'm really eager to get to that and solve it. But man, we seem to be having like the, the like low key Hobbit journey. Uh, oh, I know. I'm so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's all right. I'm, Ubo's antsy. Ubo and Ubo knows that there is a druid tier, like there's a druid, there is a druid type problem going on. He's like, oh man, this is a bit, this is a thing. Yeah. I think you're going to get there. I think it's going to be, I think from now on, it's going to be a little faster, like moving through. I, I, I don't know. We'll see how the divide goes. Cool. <laughs> um, so Larg, who has recently joined the group, um, is is a bit conflicted about things because this party that he he's kind of this um he's he's a paladin of uh, Arathis and really down about the, the the red table and let's help people that type of thing um kind of plays it a little like haven uh hmm. if you guys remember haven um briefly. and briefly you know this <laughs> let's not bring up old wounds <laughs> <laughs> um but he's he's a little conflicted because this this party of do-gooders, at least that's what he thought, had tried to rob a brothel. 
And uh, so uh, uh, Callie, Tatiana, and Braylon kind of come clean about that. It's like, hey, maybe we should leave town now. Let's just go. Let's just get out of here. I paid off my tab. Let's let's skedaddle. So Larg ends up having this conversation with Ellen, um, who was his former mentor for Donhurst. And it was kind of a beautiful scene. I really liked the way Jameson played that. Did anyone else have any thoughts about it? Yeah, uh, I really like how Jameson plays Larg. Like, there's this, you know, just inherent strength coming from a half work that's a paladin, but then he plays it in a very innocent way sometimes too. Right. Uh, yeah. And I, I, like, I can't get enough of that. It's a really cool like character quirk and like how everything's still new to it. Like, he's a paladin of Arathis, which is like, like he's lived in the city, but as soon as he's out of his city, he's like. Like everything's new to him, he he's not sure about stuff. So that's really cool, a really cool paladin, like to, to, to just listen to. Yeah, it's vaguely like uh, so he you know the paladin Rathas thing is like okay, law and order city, but he doesn't know how other towns and cities operate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. it's it, he's not even comfortable in when they get to civilization. It's it's not even like oh I know what's going on. He's like how do you guys do things. Mm. Yeah, and he's constantly, like, trying to find, like, a rule book for it, but he's not sure what it is, so he kind of, like, trusts his party to know, which they've proven themselves to be a little shady, so now he's, like, on on stable ground. It's actually really cool to see how he plays that. I'm... I I believe by the end of that episode, they kind of have stuff worked out. They, They, like, Larg manage to reason away it's like okay well they just need some guidance i'll just be the the like i'll I'll just like be the moral compass of the group i feel like that's what he's going into i don't know how that's going to work out yeah and jason i just like to commend you you kind of helped with that because it kind of made me feel a little unsure for him i was like how is he going to stay there as a law? I mean, we don't do um, like lawful good or good or chaotic right. good or anything, but you kind of helped a clearly lawful good character figure out how he's going to stay in this group. And I just wanted to commend you on that. Oh, like playing you. the NPC, like you should guide them. <laughs> right. It, it, well, I mean, you kind of faced with like, Okay, from that character standpoint, it's like, okay, are they beyond saving? Do you want to keep going with these people? Or have you made friends and stuff? And in story terms, they've only been together for about a week. Yeah. But... A very long week. A very long week. They've been through some stuff, right? So... (laughs) Uh, that forest kicked the crap out of them. So... Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, can't wait to get there. Yeah. Uh, On that note, I... Yeah, I, I need to skedaddle. Speaking of skedaddling, that's uh, it's gonna be it's gonna do it for me. So uh, well, bye, people in chat. In. Yeah, Xavier, bye. I'll see you next week. I'll see you in person next week, all of y'all. <laughs> Take care, Xavier. Yeah, bye. you too. Bye. bye. I can't wait. Bye, bye. It's so weird. We could say next week. That's, that's still know, right. <sighs> um, you too. Ryan and I are carpooling together, so it's gonna be awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry. Nice. <laughs> like six in the morning, heading home. Yeah, but I usually wake up at five, so I'll be super awake. What the? Yeah, no, not me. Damn. I didn't know there was a five. You There's... want me to take first driving? <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry guys. Back on track. <laughs> We gotta we gotta head to the airport around three thirty or four a.m. We always get the dead eye early morning. Well, cheaper that way, right?
<sighs> yeah, and that's the that's the key. Mm-hmm. Cheaper mm-hmm. is what we're going for. Yeah. Um, <laughs> by by the end of that episode, Lark does rejoin the group and just kind of it's like, okay, let's go. And they get a couple of older donkeys and a cart yes. to continue <laughs> south. Uh, I believe they're heading to Esterholt. <laughs> what were their names again, Jason? <laughs> um, Dusty and Rusty, I believe, <laughs> were their names. I uh, just wanted you to say it. Sorry. I, <laughs> and he put out the cutest tweet in the entire fucking world, which is like, I I can't quote it well enough, but he basically <gasps> tweeted like, Dusty's really good at eating carrots, but Rusty's right on his heels, and I'm pretty good at eating carrots. By the way, I need our druid to go out and get more carrots. <laughs> Wait, who, so cute. who tweeted that? Lard. It was Lark? Lark. Yeah. Lark, okay. yep. You need to follow I mean, Lark's Twitter is amazing, actually. Like, I think it's at Larg and in charge, I think. <laughs> I think uh, Rob, Larg, and uh, Ian have the best ones. Okay, sorry. I barely nice. use mine, and it's mostly like I look at all these other really funny people, and I'm like, nope, can't do that. <laughs> I just react with, like, GIFs. I'm yeah. so good at this. I just blew the dust <laughs> off of Valis's Twitter, which is the first time I've tweeted as a character in years. Wait, did it, wasn't it because I tweeted at you? Yes, yes. And it's, yeah. my phone lit up. It's like, the bat signal. I haven't seen that in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so yeah, that, that wraps up episode 42. They are back on the road, heading south, and they, sadly... Um, I had them roll a d20 just to see how their luck's going to go, and I believe Ian rolled a 2. So, mm. we'll see how that goes. That... <laughs> yeah! Sorry, kidding. No, that's fine. <laughs> um, Arc 2, episode 43, self-control. So, uh, to catch... I'm basically doing this for Rob. But to catch Rob up, Let's see. <laughs> we should do this all every week for Rob. Just Rob. Just 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 listen to extended rest and you'll you'll know. So um Group C has been heading from the city of Onacol to the city of Brightport. They've been traveling north for a while. Uh and they saw some people uh outside of Brightport, probably like a, a, a day or so almost, um, being burned at the stake by a pack of gnolls. So the first two people go up. They're dead. They, they, they just didn't quite get there in time. Uh, there was this huge fight with a pack of gnolls. It went poorly. The gnolls all died, but in the process, a couple of members, well, every member got, got beat up a bit. Uh, Merrick, which is Jasper's character, got it the worst. Mm-hmm. Uh, and was probably downed six or seven times. <laughs> like, oh, gosh. Yeah, it was bad. Like, how he didn't die, it's a miracle. That was Jane as Ephany, just like, and heal, and heal, and he- just just constantly being there, resuscitating. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, those of you who know, uh, Merrick is a werewolf. Uh, so the party is essentially biding time, waiting to see how Merrick is going to react after waking up. So the group has this long conversation about what is to be done about Merrick. Would it be easier just to put him out of his misery? Would it be easier to have some of the group walk away and one person be there? In the end, it was pretty much decided, okay, let's tie him up and put him on the back of the cart. And if he wakes up and starts to wolf out, we'll handle that then. 
As a person who's played a character who eventually became a werewolf, that seems kind of like a party liability. Yeah. I can't fault anybody for any. Thus far, it may have uh, slightly been. Um, <laughs> Rob, Jasper is the werewolf. <laughs> Don't look. <laughs> You, uh, how would you have felt though if they said, "You know what? Let's just slit his throat." Oh, I don't see that happening because Group C's got a a lot of. We got a lot of heart. We got a lot of small yeah. small people filled with heart. That's what we got. It's very Hobbit. <laughs> it's very. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Well, I mean, you know, Merrick, it, he came clean to everybody, right? At some point after Kaluna was gone, like, "Hey, by the way, if we're going to still hang out, you got to know this about me." So I'd be surprised if they had been like, fucking kill him. I think they were all like, okay, we knew this was a possibility. Right. Now what do we do about it? You know, and, and I think I think what everybody did was that's exactly what they should have done. Right. Um that wasn't all after the uh, after the cleaning up after the Knoll fight. Um while two of the people did burn at the stake, one of them survived. And his name is Peter, or Sleazy Pete from Brightport, <laughs> running the finest budget brothel uh, that that there is. So the party essentially meets Pete, and Pete is over the moon. Just thank you for not letting me burn alive. That uh, that that is great. Thank you. I'm going to take you back to my place in Brightport, and you can stay and have free drinks. And, uh, you know, company, whatever, you know, however you'd like to put that. And uh, the party essentially takes him up on the offer. I, I think it was hilarious that Jane, as Ebony, was the, the first one to make contact <laughs> with Pete. Yeah. I, she I was great. This, this I get the sense that that makes Jane a little uncomfortable. Like, that, like it's like, oh, that, why do I get to talk to all the scumbags? I wouldn't say See, he's a scumbag. I think it's just that every time we've seen another gnome, we're like... Go on, gnome. And that might be racist. So it's uh, racism. Okay. Yeah, it's it's straight up racism. But really, who's the racist one? <laughs> Us for doing that, or the fact that every single gnome has been a scummy piece of shit thus far? Wow. Where's that the is real not racism? True. That is not true. <laughs> wow. What? <laughs> what about the what about our uh what about our uh our our beautiful wagon? That's true. Our wagon he was sweet. He was he was cute. I liked him. Super sweet. Bree would say he's one of the good ones. Oh. Oh, wow. I wow. made him one of the good ones. Yeah. <laughs> Throwing shade. I mean, Who's I wrong? Mean, Malchus... The one analyzing the world or the one creating it? I mean. <laughs> Malchus is reflexively suspicious of Dro, so, I mean, that's, like, he understands. <gasps> you and Dagon would get along. You need to meet Dagon. <laughs> oh, that would be great, actually. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Dagon was not a big fan of Drow either, so. <laughs> um, so, th- getting back to Brightport, finally settling down in the city. Um, again, free drinks, free food, free company. Uh, Clara takes, uh, is the only one to take up Pete on the free company, um, and settles down with a lovely woman named Whisper, uh, in the end of the evening, who turns out was a vampire. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they share a lovely evening. Um, 
uh, let me see. Avalan and Merrick got deep tissue massages from a guy named Big Richard. I still do it. Big Richard. Big Richard. <laughs> Big Richard's my character of the year. <laughs> so, okay. Because I can sure. picture what Jason's face looked like when he came up with the idea. That's why. Like, the second he named that character, I can see it. The way his face lit up. I just love... I just love how he acts with people. Just kind of the silent. It's like, yeah, I know I'm good. Let's let's go. Like that kind of like that. Just like, yeah, you're you're here for a massage. Like there wasn't any funny business or anything. It's like, yeah, I'm good. Let's go. <laughs> so so as as a person who has not listened to this episode, does does Big Richard have a particularly distinctive voice that I need to hear? Yes. He didn't speak really. Like he no. didn't, didn't like, need he to. Was, he, <laughs> I feel like, um, <laughs> but it was yeah. a really deep voice. Do it, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> Dance, monkey. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he, it was just very much like, uh, like Pete kind of was the uh, like the hype man, right? It's like, oh, you're gonna love this with it, and he's like, mm-hmm. like just kind of, just like, like no words, not necessary. I don't know. A masseuse with a hype man. <laughs> That, it's mm-hmm. it's a fine brothel. It's it's a good setup. They have services. It's mm-hmm. like you can't just do one thing. You've got to you've got to offer to a lot of different audiences, right? Oh, oh yeah, look at Big Richard getting your shoulders loose. <laughs> <laughs> look, I'd rather he be doing that with the massage person than any of the other people in that brothel. That's, yeah. 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 Speaking of loose, come check out Whisper. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Bree, actually, I was really, like, interested in, like, how you played that. I would be super awkward about it, but you played it pretty cool. Thank (laughs) you. Like a character who would be interested in taking up a brothel service. (laughs) Like. That was weird. Like that was. I'm glad that you said it was smooth because I felt awkward the whole time. I was like, "This is weird." I don't. Well, I mean, your character was weird about it, but it seemed like that's what you were going for, right? That makes sense. (laughs) Like your character was obviously like, "Oh, I don't know if I should do this, but I'm going to." (laughs) So obviously, in 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 our world, prostitution is something that's kind of looked down upon. Is that how I, I'm guessing how how do you characters view that in a world where that's so prevalent? Like that is a legitimate business, opening a brothel and stuff. Do you're is that something that you find a hard time um, like shirking off when you sit down to play, or is it just something where your characters are like, yeah, that's a thing, but not for me? Hmm. Or is it something you just never given any thought to? I don't uh, think Ubo has thought about prostitution <laughs> conceptually. <laughs> I, I have a feeling the orcs have a slightly different um, atmosphere around sexual relations than than. Straight up, we're living about that. So, it is. So, yeah, I definitely think. I actually tried to put Maddie in those shoes, and I was trying. Her first thought would probably be like, "Are they willingly doing this or not?" And if well, they yeah. are, she's probably okay with it. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's where um not from a character who would not do it because obviously Clara, uh, Clara did imbibe, but <laughs> that was kind of her mentality. Um, trying to explain it to Elrath, where it's like, all right, there's slavery. And then there's a step above that, which is like, yes, you have to pay, like you have to have money to live. And it it's like slavery, 
but for some reason it's okay. Like she was trying to explain that because if these women slash Richard made the choice to do it, (laughs) (laughs) then that's their choice. And even if it feels like they don't have many choices, not a lot of people in Theria do. Like if your dad owns a bar, good for you. You get to run a bar. You don't have many choices beyond that. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of the exact same thing for these women and Richard where like they didn't have the options, but they went with the options they had, and it could be worse. At least they're not slaves. Right. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And uh, even as adventurers, like, you get that freedom of the road, and you make your own decisions and everything like that, but that comes with exponentially more danger than someone who's just selling fruit or something right. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. So that uh, that pretty much wraps up episode 43. Uh, and that'll take us right into episode 44, which is the last one that we posted for this month, Catching Up. Um, and this is Group C delivering the message that they were given in on, a, on a call to the three houses of Brightport and uh, kind of catching up with Brightport uh, in, uh, in the immediate, which I believe is the first time we've really had a chance to do that since Arc 2. Mm-hmm. So since the time jump, that's the first time we've kind of caught up with these characters. Um, and right off the bat, the party splits into three. So we had Clara and Elrath go visit uh, House Silverclaw. We had Ephany and Avalan go visit House Hammerhand. And Merrick visit House Dragonkeep. Hmm. Um, there's, there's a lot to break down here. But let's let's kind of let's 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 kind of do it one by one. So let's start with Merrick. <laughs> so Merrick on his way to House Dragonkeep meets uh meets a really off I, I I how would you describe him? Oh he was just he was a a creep. Like there are some people if you see him on the street and they're like, Hey, hey, do you have some money or something? You know, they might be a little bit off or you know, whatever, junkie. And you and you can kind of just sort of like go, I, I I don't really I'm yeah, and they kind of go away. This was like creep central where it was like, No, 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 look at me, look at me. Keep I'm gonna keep your attention. It was really fucking creepy when you were doing it. Mm. And he tried to <laughs> slip his hand into your pockets and stuff yeah, like that, trying to right? Which was interesting because he was trying to give you drugs. Yeah. And that was – so there's this Merrick thing that hasn't really – there's never actually been a thing about this exactly. But there's, it's like the universe is trying to get Merrick hooked on something, I think. <laughs> and like with the finding drug, like the first episode, it's like, hi, there's a ditch. Oh, there's a, there's a big old chest with drugs in it. Oh, here you have a disease. Um, and now it's, it's crazy guy trying to give me drugs in my pocket. But what was crazier was that it, he's the kind of crazy. And I think you got this right with the character voice and, and attitude. It's the kind of crazy where it's like, but I know a secret about reality. Right. <laughs> you know, like, I actually know a secret about the universe. And you're like, Oh, is this for real? And, and I don't know. I don't know. So for some backstory, and there's a lot to break down here, but let's, I'm going to try to give cliff notes. So Merrick and the group find a statuette, uh, which is in the shape of uh, an ancient demon named Barak in the desert, uh, just in the wastes near Onakal. And uh, Merrick has had this on his possession now for a couple of weeks, and he starts to hear a voice in his head, which presumably is the same demon. 
And uh, it's really, really like a nice, soothing voice. Like, I'm your mm-hmm. friend. I'm, don't worry. This is all going to be great. And it, so it's, yeah, Merrick's not sure if he's actually hearing the voice, but this dude on the street made him think, okay, maybe I am actually hearing this thing. Right. And Bark's very, like, like NPR. That's kind of the... Oh, yeah. Very, yeah. just very... <laughs> You're right. That's good. <laughs> um... So I guess it comes down to, uh, and, and I'll, I'll open this up to everybody, the crazy person that just runs into you in in Brightport, um, did, do you feel like he specifically sought out Merrick to tell him, it's like, oh no, I hear voices too, here's some drugs. Or do you think that this was just happenstance and this person is absolutely a loon? Or maybe a blend of the two? Uh, I mean, I... My feeling right now is it, it's for, at least for Merrick and I guess for me just trying to guess how the story is going, but it all just seems too connected for it to be completely random. And it could be completely random, completely mm-hmm. coincidence, but ultimately Merrick's probably – he's already pushed it away. Like he's, like he's trying not to think about it. But ultimately um, this is all connected and he's probably going to be pretty nervous about it later. Mm. I think – The two options that are most prevalent in my mind are, um, one, that, like, this guy is also touched by the same demon somehow, but more likely, and maybe we'll see this guy again, because part of me thinks that maybe this is, I've seen it as a trope before, where it's like a homeless person or a crazy person is actually just touched with just a such an incredible insight into the world and into magic that they come across as crazy. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe that guy is that. And maybe he turned to drugs to just deal with it. Mm. And that's how he was able to be like, I've heard him too, is because maybe he hears like everything. Yeah, that's mm. true. I don't know. That's those are the two ways I'm going with it. But it, I feel like it would be weird if it were this guy's touched by the exact same demon. Not impossible, just unlikely, because we had to go into the desert to find that shit mm-hmm. to find true. the totem that unlocked this inside of Merrick. So true, true. There could be other relics out there as well. There definitely could be. Didn't someone roll a history on it and it was like a trickster thing or something like that? Yeah. Um, the breakdown is it, it, essentially Bark will grant wishes, but it's like monkey paw wishes where you have to be you have to comb over the fine details of your wish to make sure that I think Wishmaster, like just an <laughs> asshole that takes your greatest desire and twists it until it's a nightmare. It's Rumpelstiltskin in Once Upon a Time. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. good job. Thanks. Thanks. High five. I like that one, too. He's more fuckable. Yeah. Ooh. Exactly. Wow. Hey. I was well, we don't know what Barrett hey. looks like. I, mean, look, I, I really know. like Rumpelstiltskin in Once Upon a Time. He's my favorite character. Season <sighs> one, two, and three, but not... Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, I yeah. stopped watching around three, four, five. Yeah. Like, four, five, and six the world. is like... like... <laughs> yeah. Four, five, okay. and six is really like Matrix two and three didn't really happen yeah we got each other brie we know, I don't know what's <laughs> that prison scene uh oh my god <laughs> with the mayor oh it's my favorite scene ever jason will watch once upon a time one day i promise i stopped uh, watching like probably the season after hook was introduced okay back on track same. <laughs> oh my god exact same anyway so our show was uh <laughs> <laughs> 
I think this is totally related. Uh, Merrick will definitely think this is totally related. Let's put it that way. <laughs> this is just like one of my stories. <laughs> I think that Merrick would call television shows stories. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. And he'd have him on the background when he's cooking. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I don't I don't know how this got away from me so uh, thoroughly, but it did. Why did um, you let us go off by our own Jason? I uh, you went where I couldn't follow is the problem. I, um uh so while Merrick is doing that, across town we have uh Ephany and Avalan visiting a house hammerhand, which goes about as well as expected. So essentially the group has been tasked with going back to Brightport, telling these three houses, they basically lost their investment. The Aladrin that have set up camp in Onacall are cutting off ties and they're no longer going to be uh, sending any funds up North or be subject to any of the rulings that the houses uh, would be passing down. So this does not sit well with any of the house members, basically. Like, this is a big deal. Um, Hammerhand does not take this very well and tosses a chair around and, and just mm. generally throws a fit. Uh, small dwarf fellow. Um, like an adorable fit? Or like he's still yeah. polite in the middle? He's trying I to be mannerly that. because it's like they're literally the messenger. It's like, well, this isn't your fault, but I hate you right now. So... <laughs> Uh, and obviously Silverclaw reacted um, like you'd expect Silverclaw to react, kind of sleazy and just, um, they're not pleased, but they also didn't take it out on uh, Elrath or Clara. They unlocked the doors. Yes. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in the midst of this, uh, on the way back, Ephany and Avalan meet Ferris, which uh, is played by Ryan. Ryan! How how did that go for you? Did you is was it tough to just kind of jump on the trolley when it's it's finally your turn to jump in? So I think a little bit, but I think any any time to where you have an established group and somebody's joining, it's always going to have an awkward point, a no matter bit, what. Yeah. And and so this is something that like we chatted about for a while, and especially for a non seasoned newbie pretty much you know just kind of jumping on it's like well how do you how do you get them to interact with the group uh and just blatantly asking hey are you an adventurer just seemed to be one of the easiest things Mm -hmm. so i it wasn't wasn't as bad but it's it's one of those parts where it's hard to sell and just like somehow you gotta gotta get that ticket it's like okay i have to be interviewed basically and then be brought into the group which you figure you'd be done with once you're on the show. Like, you, as yeah, Ryan, kinda. had to do that. And then it's like, okay, now I'm on the show. Now i got to do that when my character's shit. Like, that just... Yeah. But it makes sense, though. I mean, especially right. for for the storytelling purposes, it's like, why would this one person join the group? Other than just being able to travel with them, what do they bring to the group? Um, right. Which, hopefully, you know, we'll be able to get into that next session or, or something else down the road. Um, you know, th- th- I think there are some things that he kind of brings to the table. Uh, one of the bigger things is just numbers. Oh, I thought you meant math. Like, he's like, <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Like, just no I- another physical body. Right. No, I can- 
I know you've been playing it pretty cool on the Discord, but for the extended rest, do you want to even tell what your class is or anything? Or what you're bringing to the table? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe at the end, reveal know. it. Well, so here's <laughs> or, the thing. Or I'll grill you in the car next week. <laughs> well, see, that would be you just yeah, want to know. That, that's understandable. <laughs> yes. But my my own party members don't know what class I'm playing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, he just joined the party and we have no clue. <gasps> that's exactly. awesome. Okay, that was, Rich, you're gonna tell me my... next week, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, you okay. shouldn't now because it would be funnier if you didn't. Um, I okay. That makes an interview much more difficult. Not to tie it to real world stuff, but. Hey, elect me for office because I have a plan, but I can't tell you what the plan is <laughs> until you elect me. Like yeah. that is a very tough thing to pitch to a group. <laughs> yeah, My... and I think that's something that's going to come out necessarily through the interview. Is hey, all right, let's dive into pretty much who you are and what you can do, and then mm. I think through that process will kind of naturally come out. But I don't want to say hey, he's this. I would rather it come out through the narrative. Okay, that makes right. sense. That makes sense. That's fair. My favorite part of the episode is when we all started giving Jasper a hard time for not bringing another party member to the table because one group went out and got a party member and he had a perfectly good homeless crazy person <laughs> that could have joined our party. Yeah. <laughs> it could have been. Maybe maybe on the way back. I mean, you never know. Wouldn't Just that be a great man. Like, swerve for the audience if the homeless crazy guy is added to the party and Ryan is ditched? Like, it's like, I don't yes. know. It's, it's, Okay, I'm just going to party bounce. Yeah. No, and yeah, then you have to start cr- playing the crazy person, but that's never what you wanted to play. <laughs> <laughs> Again, monkey ball wish. Like, yeah, you're on the show. But... There we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and finally, uh, this is the elephant in the room. Let's talk about it. Um, Merrick goes to visit House Dragonkeep. And since the beginning of Arc 2, we've played this very close to the vest. There are people people in the show who didn't know what was going on and all that. But no one has heard from Tessia. Uh, The the, the people knew that there was an attack on House Dragonkeep. They knew that something was up, but didn't know if Tessia was alive. Um, And there was a point where I basically had to level with Susan. It's like, okay, here's what's happening. Let's just continue. Um, Jason, Jason, was I the only one who knew? Because I'd feel very privileged. If not, I'm okay with that, but I feel I very privileged. I don't even think I told Bree. <gasps> I kind of figured wow. it out by accident. Yeah, but... well, there was a point where we had to do art and had to do things, and it's like, well, yeah. shit. Like, Whatever. Yeah. Still with Bree. I still feel privileged. <laughs> yeah. uh, now, now we can talk about it, because uh, it's been revealed, obviously. There's a piece of art of Tessia being done. And it, there was a moment where I was like, I don't remember Tessia having a huge scar in her face. And Jason was just like, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> when you work in the same didn't. like 10 foot space, yeah. it's very difficult to uh, keep secrets. No, before even- that, my only thing was like, wait, does Susan know? Like I asked that. Cause I was like, I feel like Susan should know if mm-hmm. Susan's character is dead <laughs> and her mom. And he was like, yeah. I was like, okay, cool. That's all that matters then. No, for real, even if just the three of us knew, I still feel very privileged. (laughs) (laughs) 
No, but Jason hit me up like, what? Beginning of 2018? Like, hey, don't worry. Yeah, I, I had to I had to spill the beans just like, hey, um. It's because uh, your character was on, like, our love was listed there, crossed yeah. off. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, it would be really shitty to kill off your character without telling you. Yeah, and I, I felt really rude. I felt really bad in the Discord. They're like, oh my god, Susan doesn't know that her character's killed. And I was like, hey, Jason hit me up and we had to really talk about this, but. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, what's happening is, and and I felt like a dick doing this in the episode, but I did. Um, uh, (laughs) So, Merrick gets to the door, David answers. And was very, very somber, like, oh, you didn't hear the news, that type of thing. Invites him in and then takes him to Tessia and Graddick, who are hiding out in the house. Um, how, I, I guess, Jasper, how was that, like, to, to, to do? <laughs> it was a roller coaster, man. I mean, think about this. Not only is, I mean, forget Tessia and, and Graddick for a second. It was like, Merrick goes to, to go just check it out. He's going to knock on the door. Okay, there's a crazy person telling him that he can also hear the demon in his head, maybe. And all of a sudden, David's like, oh, by the way, Tessie is dead. Oh, wait, here she is. And then Gratik's over there. It's like, it was the, it was about the most roller coastery moments for me in a long time for the story. <laughs> it's too much. You played it really awesome, too. Like the, the upset, like you could instantly <laughs> was, tell he yeah. was upset. I love that. I was actually upset. (laughs) I wanted it to not happen. I didn't, I wanted it to be like, come in quick, you know, like, so it's very clear. It's like, no, 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 no. Yes, yes, yes. Come on. You know, but it was more like, oh, I'm really sorry. It's like, fuck. And that's the thing. Uh, Things in Brightport right now are not going well. Uh, And uh, Susan knows a bit more about that. And we're going to get, we're going to get into it, like hit the ground running in the next session. But, uh, yeah, the Black Hand is uh, gaining power in Brightport. Shut your and face, Jason. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> See how she talks to me? Like, you get, it's just. Uh. Well, there's that. And apparently she's going to punch you next week. So Yes. Uh... Yeah. Once, yeah. Uh, two years ago, I just healed up. And now I'm going to get another <laughs> I one. I can't remember why, but I know there's a reason and the behind See, the scenes for that, why I was going to punch you. It was I the want poopies. You. What was it? It was the poopies. <gasps> yes. Okay. <laughs> so here's the thing. I want you to say those words back. It's like, I don't remember why. You just pissed me off and I'm going to hit you. Like, just, rem- <laughs> just say those words. Jason, I've already told you that you're also getting hugged, so I'm not sure which order, but you will be getting both. (laughs) Look, can you just punch me in the face first and then a hug after? It won't be in the face. Oh my god, who do you think I am? Look, I don't know. You're unpredictable. You're violent in group A. I don't know what you're going to do. Like, uh... I am from Florida. We don't know what's happening here. (laughs) That's true. Watch for that. Oh my god. Uh let's talk about uh let's let's close this out by talking about uh, Dragon Con and talking about that stinger and talking about uh how what, Jason's what... gonna get punched. And <laughs> how yeah, how Jason's gonna get punched. Uh, Where are you my... gonna punch him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not not my soft, soft tummy. Like don't don't do that. I'd rather just get hit in the face. Arm. Arm for sure. Oh, okay. Well, uh left arm. Okay, cool. Okay. <laughs> um, Stinger. So we all sat down. Um, 
so uh Jadzia, Valis, Seraph, uh Mr. Page, uh Kendara, Malchus, Aralove, who am I missing? No, uh Ember. So Wow. <laughs> I got I got Jadzia. Give me half credit. She's um, only your best friend. What? Yeah, but Ember's not. Like, I don't know Ember. <laughs> I... <laughs> Ember's nice. <laughs> she's um, one of the reddest tieflings I've ever seen. She's quite red. That's uh, that means she, that's a good thing. That's, she's much redder <laughs> than Arilla. <laughs> well, she's healthy. <laughs> when I when I was painting minis, like I had to get the Malchus uh Arilla Valis red shade just right because I was trying to I was trying to match up with J- uh, Jameson's artwork. So I wanted Ember to come off as a different shade. That makes sense. Yeah. Did you um, notice they all had the same cheekbones? I love that. Good job, Jameson. Jameson's Jameson's quite mm-hmm. good. Jameson's great. Uh, how did you guys? How'd you guys feel sitting down to record this? Uh, we 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 managed to cram this in. Uh, I believe that was uh, just after a practice session. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, I think it's how's eleven. It feel to... I have it on my Skype. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh how to feel to pick up characters again or play new characters and and Jasper your so Kendara is kind of an asshole. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't <laughs> And you're wanna... not. <laughs> well, that's you know what? There's Merrick and myself are so much alike. But what you haven't seen is this other part of me is very much like Kendara, very much an assassin and very uh, much of a dick. So, wait, the assassin part. Go back to that. It's <laughs> <laughs> just for me. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> no, it's it's um, yeah, and you know that's that's sort of setting the stage for some stuff for sure. But you know, it's not. He's not going to be like the constant asshole of the group or anything like that so much as just you know that's his that's his bravado at the beginning of like oh really these people <laughs> well you know. But, you know, at some point he's got to kind of chill his ass out. He did call his, uh, his compatriots yeah. devils. <laughs> like, at one point, like, yeah, it wasn't like that's so much cheeky as super racist. <laughs> wait, oh, wait, well, wait. He, he called them devils and then flirted with Aralov. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. When Aralov's 40 years old. <laughs> yeah, but looks great. You age like a tiefling, so it's fine. Like, you know, you're really in your early 30s. Hot. <laughs> thanks, y'all. Although I'm not Aralov, so I'm going to say thanks on her behalf. <laughs> I must, like, jokingly said something mean, and then it's like, no, nah, I'm already getting hit once. Let's. Just... No, it's okay. We've already promised once. Only once. <laughs> 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 uh wh- how do you guys feel about playing in front of people how do you feel i know we've talked this to death at this point i'm tired of talking about it but for a live crowd um are are you nervous are you excited this is the first time i've ever done this play in front of people i don't know some of you guys play in person with other people mm-hmm. i've barely done that so are you hyped are you scared what's going through your head I mean, I, like I said earlier, I think I think 
being on a task will make it easier because it's not like a thing where we just have to sit there and talk at the audience like another panel might be. It'll be the mm-hmm. kind of thing like, okay, hi, everybody, and, you know, and we'll get audience reactions and stuff, but it'll be like, okay, now I need to take my turn or, okay, now the monster's up or whatever it might be. So I think right. that'll make it easier. Yeah, and I know I said this in the practice fight, but I was more worried about talking on the phone to my friend yesterday than I was right. recording live because I love D&D. So this is just, you know, playing a game I love. I'm not thinking about doing it in front of people, but I figure most of those people love that game, too. Like, I love playing role-playing games, so. I'm fine with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take it or leave it, really. Um, oh, shut your face. This is your job. <laughs> I have... Jason and I have talked about this quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I have a few fears. Um, but one of the big ones is that we have at least three characters playing that I've grown very attached to over the years. Um, and I am actively very concerned that something's going to happen and I'm going to cry in front of people, which Jason can, uh, can back me up here. I don't cry in front of Jason if I can help it. I don't like crying in front of people. And I don't think anyone does. Like, I don't think anyone's like, man, I hope I get to cry in front of 250 people today. Um, that's my biggest concern, I think, is if something bad happens and I won't be able to not cry, and then I just have to deal with that fact. And I, I don't want to. If two of those people are Malchus and Erlov, we are very far away from the fight. <laughs> um, let me put it this way. I'm not ready to be an imaginary single mother. Um, oh. Right. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about that because that I don't know if anybody knows this but Valis was not supposed to be part of the session at Dragon we had talked about it and we were like yeah he'd probably stay home he's got twins Um, I feel like Rob and I really pushed that (laughs) yeah we wanted I mean we wanted the family reunion right it totally makes sense and that's why like that's like I literally during that role play scene I was like, hey, if you think that Valis would go, we got to do what Valis would do, not right. what. Even mm-hmm. though it means that you have to like make Valis as a character now, and he's well, not that... in the in the uh, promotional material, which really bothers me. Um, yeah, that's that's the just for the symmetry of it. Like I'd like yeah. to have three and three on the pages. It's like, oh, he's not even mentioned in the. But we did everything. We didn't know he is in the pamphlet. His name is in there twice. Um, yeah. Just not as characters. And wasn't he up in the air in the stinger too? Like we recorded a thing after the fact that was pretty much like, yeah, go like this. Oh, did I finish it? Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> um, my it bad. Was, Let me was... listen to it right now. Give me okay. like fifteen minutes, guys. <laughs> I'll see you later. Uh, no, it was basically like uh, I I reasoned it away as like, well, he's got kids and he's got a wife and he has yeah. responsibilities in the city. But on the other hand, what? The city is asking you guys to do is tackle a uh, a fervent cult hell-bent on resurrecting a dragon. There's already a dragon in the midst. There's a black dragon, like, somewhere out there. So he could very well be sending his brother and sister to their death, and he feels extremely guilty about 
like not accompanying them. Like I think like anyone would. And so he's kind of torn. And I know from behind the scenes, I know this isn't very like uh it doesn't sell it very much, but we were like it would very much put people in the seats if the three grimnesses were there yeah. in the group. Right. <laughs> we've never had the fucking we've never had the sit down, right? And this is what we're doing for that. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if he doesn't come, how can we form Grimness Family Megazord? Like, <laughs> <laughs> we have our Triforce, and we have to make it happen. <laughs> he force. Jason shows me how all the minis fit together. It's really cool. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really just a lot of epoxy. Like, it's really mostly just it's like wax and sticks. <laughs> like Ember's an arm. Like there's. there's, there's... Yeah. Uh, let's talk okay so tossing the meta aside like we're all like uh, uh, we're nervous introverted people I think that's been pretty much established yes um, but together we form one functioning adult so I think we could do this on the panel do we do uh, we maybe like three quarters uh, but <laughs> let's talk story how are you feeling about your odds going to Odyssea where there's a dragon somewhere and this cult, like, how do you guys, how do you feel about that? <laughs> Bree, Bree actually said this on our, our initial practice fight, just so we could get used to our characters. Um, it's like, uh, Jasper, you, you realize that we're basically the red shirts, right? So it's like, <laughs> and, and the reason, <laughs> so it's like, I'm going into this knowing there's going to be eh, at least one dragon, maybe another one. I don't know. Could be a zombie dragon. Um, and then probably a horde of cult members. Um, and we're going in at pretty high level. So I'm assuming that we're not going to be going in <laughs> fighting a bunch of interns. No. Um, so I'm pretty, I'm pretty much, I, I don't think we're going to have good. I mean, I think the odds are fine at the same time. I also think there's a good chance that there's going to be somebody not making it out of here. I would much rather my character die than any of the grimnesses. Honestly, I'd much rather. I'd much rather die. Uh, Oh, totally. And I'm playing a character who would have the same mentality because I'm a paladin of cord, which means I'm a dumbass. So (laughs) if I simplify it down enough, like if you really water down what a paladin of cord is, it's a dumbass who dies instead of other people. So, wow. (laughs) I think one of the things I'm I'm thinking about is writing words. As we approach it, one of the things I'm thinking about is is I, I really have no idea what kind of stat blocks are being used for these dragons or for these cultists or anything. So I think like the, my my general mindset is feel it out. Like if it's clear that we're totally outmatched, we may have to run away like cowards, you know, to, to preserve That's our true. lives. Unless unless there's a chance for a heroic like death that saves the you know that death that solves the problem kind of situation, <laughs> right? Mm. Like, like, can I dive on the on the dragon grenade that stops this whole situation and die in a heroic fashion? So I think right. that's that's one of those ways in which I could totally see one of the three grimnesses going out. If well, we... <laughs> go ahead. Unless the Paladin Accord gets there first. Well, getting a little meta, but not completely. Aerolove is a far distance fighter, so. 
I'm not saying I'm not going to die because Jason will make it happen if I say that. But wow, <laughs> Malthus goes in and out of melee. But um, as as uh, not Twitter Rowan is saying in the chat, Malchus would absolutely try to die in a heroic fashion. I mean, what better way to get it over on all the people who hate him to <laughs> die in, a, in such a heroic way that they have to take it back, right? right. They yeah. have to get over. It. I no. love that he would die out of spite. Just, yes. you, you were wrong. Yeah. Like, that's what he wants on his tombstone. It's just, you were all wrong. Yeah. He's just yes. like laying there bleeding out. Tell everyone. Tell everyone how badass this was. <laughs> no, I like I like the tombstone saying, you have to forgive me. Yeah, no, yeah. now you have to. <laughs> it's, like, yeah, it's not even, it's the last word. No, no, it but, just says, neener, neener, neener. Yes. But the other thing with Air Love is, she very much has a mission, which I'm not sure if anybody has picked up on, but she wants to make sure her mother is safe. So if the other two grimnesses don't make it out, she will make sure the hell that she gets out of there. Oh, that's interesting. And I, I, I think, I don't think, I think Malchus's mindset is he, he specifically, one of the things he wants is he doesn't want Valis to die because Valis has children to go home to, you know? Yes. That, yeah. That's if kind of can't... a... If it can be for her and Valis, she would take it for Valis, but also her mother has to make it. So, and uh, 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 well, two things. One, I want to I want to revisit the Jason will kill me. If I I, I I'm not that kind of DM. There are only Jason, two things. Jason, I love you. Don't worry. I, I love you too. Um, <laughs> there are only two things that people have said to me over the years that have caused me to see red, and then there's a reaction. Never dare me to fucking oh don't, don't do that. And never say, I don't feel challenged on the show. Because I, I, I will create something. No, I didn't. I'm just saying. That's no. That's that's the only time where I'm like, oh yeah? Like I don't know what it is in my in my head. But I I wanted to go back to the Malchus Vallis thing because we've been doing those two characters on the show for a very long time and they've had very little interactions. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was nice to kind of put aside the rivalry portion of that and just sit in a room and like talk, Mm -hmm. Um, which we really haven't had a chance to do. And it, it, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of glad he's accompanying the party because if we have like a campfire scene or something like that, it'd be kind of nice to, I don't know. They kind of buried the hatchet. At least there's there's probably still a little bit of awkwardness, not animosity. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, Mal- Malchus, uh, Malchus, of course, doesn't have anything against Valis. Really, I know, you know? Yes. like it, it's it's all on Valis's side. And uh, right. Malchus just walks in these situations like, what the hell is wrong with you? Go live your happy life, right? Exactly. Like, like, like no I did time what I had has passed for Malchus. I did. I did what I had to do. I'm pretty much not sorry about it. But you could be happy now if you just let this go. Right. And coming from Valis's thing, like, he's trying really hard. But there will always be a thing where it's like, yeah, the, the big Malchus Grimness parade that happened. It's just like, mm, like, it just, it's just like rubbing him the wrong way. It's just like, <laughs> okay, and, that's fine. And then with Aralove, too, like, Rob, I know we haven't discussed this, but with Aralove, like, you were Aralove's, or Rob, or, um, Malchus was Erlove's hero, and then he disappeared for 17 years. So on her front, she's probably like, they probably buried the hatchet at some point, like talked about it, but she's probably still very 
hey, and then you disappeared and, you know, you were my favorite person in the entire world and then you never reached out at all. Like, Even though that wasn't his fault, it is a I tough know. thing to get past. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Exactly. So she, I feel like she would take that in like a, yeah, you explained it, but still, like, I'm going to joke around about it, but kind of like digging it into you. Like, you left me. No big deal. There, there's a thread of truth behind the joking. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um. I guess, I mean, with that said, I, we could probably wrap things up. Does anyone have any closing thoughts? Anything that uh, we didn't cover today? No. Hmm? Excited to be uh, in in Hotlanta. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm excited for Dragon Con in general. Guys, we're going to see each other in a week. I know I've said I that know. like five times. but <laughs> And like, okay, I'm very but excited to see you all again. And I'm very excited to attend Dragon Con. I'm so excited to be in a house where there are no cats meowing at 2 a.m. Oh, my Real gosh. <laughs> oh. oh. It, yes, just yes. Um, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, we did post our complete schedule for Dragon Con. Saturday's going to be our big day. We usually do eight or nine panels at Dragon Con. This year, it's five. <laughs> Uh, but we are on some panels with some awesome people. We're going to be talking to uh, Shauna Germain and Monty Cook again this year. Uh, we hung out with them a couple of years ago. They were awesome. Uh, and we're going to be talking with Keith Baker on one of them. So that's friggin' crazy. Um, uh, Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern will be the big listener meetup. We're going to meet up at GameX. It's just a couple of blocks away from the convention and uh it's it's not a it's not a big trip at all. I know a couple of people live in the area, so if you didn't get tickets to the convention or you can't afford to go to Dragon Con, you can still go to Game X and uh hang out with us and uh we'll if you want us to sign something, we did that last year. That was weird, but cool. Uh we'll mm-hmm. ruin your books and we'll <laughs> we'll shot our names down in there. <laughs> and we'll punch punching bags. And we'll put, yeah, we just punched punching bags for a while. We, we had a bunch of video of that. That was, that was, that was fine. That was good. I'm so, putting yeah. it in my calendar now. So don't forget game. Yes. My goal this year <laughs> is it has nothing to do with the number and everything to do with, I just want to look good in the slow-mo of yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the punching. Like I just want to look better <laughs> than I did last time. Uh, <laughs> we'll do it a few times. Yeah. yeah that's the thing. We'll, we'll ditch all the, all the ones where like you hit the edge of it or something like that. Like, <laughs> You're just not used to punching things. Like, you didn't have that dumb thing of, like, hitting inanimate objects when you were younger. No. It was easily, easily worse than you are. So. I'll get plenty of practice <laughs> before then. <laughs> she means Jason's face. Uh, yes. Awesome. Exactly. Thanks, Bree. High five. <laughs> so, hey, Susan, um, I do have a, a punching bag in my garage here. <gasps> oh, my gosh. I'm going to go to your house before. <laughs> <laughs> I would get a punching bag. That would be that would be great. I love it. Um, so with that, I think it's a good time to wrap things up. Uh, Jason, I'm concerned for you in the chat. No, it's really <laughs> I'm, I'm concerned not gonna for punch me. Jason. I'm not a violent person, guys. But we'll that's see. spoiler alert. He doesn't know that. Don't tell him. <laughs> <laughs> that's meta knowledge. He doesn't have that yet. <laughs> Um, thank you guys so much for sitting down on the panel tonight and doing this show. I can't wait to see you guys. Uh, some of you guys I haven't seen in years, and that's going to be awesome. I can't wait. Yay. Rob, we haven't, we haven't seen each other since the St. Louis trip like four years ago, right? 
I know, right? Yeah, it's it's been, it's been quite a while, time. so it'd be good to catch up in person. Yeah, you got a hug coming. Likewise. Um, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. We'll see you next month with a brand new extended rest, and we have an episode in the can that's going to go up while we're away. And we're going to record everything at DragonCon. I'm going to distribute mm-hmm. cameras to people. We're going to record things. And Ian is working very, very hard on streaming the session live at DragonCon. We're going to try. We're going to do our best. But it will be recorded either way. And uh, it'll go up in our feed. So thank you, guys. We'll see you next month. Uh, and take care. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.